Hello, and welcome to Not Our First Rodeo, a podcast on faith and life by Christian women who have collectively made every mistake in the book. This is a Titus 2 podcast by King of Kings PCA, and we hope this episode is edifying to you as you continue to grow in holiness. Welcome to today's episode of Not Our First Rodeo. It's a great day to be here. Today is the day that the wise women of King of Kings air their dirty laundry. Yes, join Gail, Helen, and Courtney as they encourage us to navigate the delicate balance of being vulnerable with others. Vulnerability. What a topic. This kind of dovetails off of our friendship episode, right? Because when we think of vulnerability, we can think of it in two ways, right? We can think of it, we don't, we want to protect ourselves, which is the opposite of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's wise to do that, right? And then we can think of it in a positive way. It is so much easier for me, I don't know about you too, but to move closer to people who are vulnerable. Why do you think that is? Well, we see something in them that we agree with, uh-huh. right? Like something that resonates with us. You're a sinner. I'm a sinner. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. It's comfortable. It yeah, is. And there's an openness, right? It's, right. It's some people or some friendships, you have to work really hard to get to know them because mm-hmm. they're so guarded. Mm-hmm. And other people who are just kind of wearing your heart on your sleeve, which I am one of those. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a lot easier to get to know. It's not so much work. Right. <laughs> and I'm like you. I, I don't mind being vulnerable. Um, you know, I've had people tell me I'm too vulnerable. And I think about that and it's like, yeah, we need to be careful. There's a vulnerability that's inappropriate, especially if we're, you know, tying it to other people. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can try to do it anonymous, anonymously. I always try to think, okay, if it was more than 10 years ago and no one else here would really know who I'm talking about. I can include that. Otherwise, right, right. people, the Christian world is small and you can put things together. I think that the thing you have to ask yourself is, really, so you're vulnerable. Someone could use it against you. What really can they do? They don't really know the half of it. Exactly. <laughs> I want to say, yeah, you can criticize me for that, but that's the tip of the iceberg of my sin <laughs> and my failures. So... Um, it's almost like do your best. I mean, not in a cavalier way, but unless we're trying to protect a reputation or um, make people think we're something we're not, like putting your best face forward. Right. right. right? Now, it can be an indulgence where we're always, you know, cutting ourselves down and talking about our weaknesses. And, you know, I have to watch for that as well. But James 5.16 says, therefore, confess your sins to one another. But he says, therefore, therefore, the therefore is that James is in this middle of an exhortation on suffering and patiently waiting for Christ to come back. Sin, suffering, confession, all of this is together. It is hard to walk as a Christian in this world because of our own sin, the sin of others. Um, There's beautiful things in the world because when the Bible talks about the world, it's in two different ways. One is the the evil system that is controlling, controlled by the prince of the power of the air, and the other is this beautiful creation that even though falling is glorious, right? Even though fallen. Um, so what James is saying is, you know, 
life is hard and it's hard to wait patiently for Christ to return in the midst of everything that's happening. So con confess, open yourself up to one another. Um, 2 Corinthians 6, 11 through 13 says, We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians. Our heart is wide open. And I love that. Our heart is wide open. And then the admonition, in return, widen your hearts towards us also. So there's this reciprocity, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important for leadership especially to lead with vulnerability. Why do you think that's important? Well, like Courtney said, if you, if you open up with that, then somebody else feels able to, to do that. Mm -hmm. They're more willing to say things that they might not have been willing to say. Nobody wants to just throw it all out there. <laughs> and everybody else say, oh, I don't fight with my husband at all. Never. We never argue or whatever, yeah. you know. <laughs> right. If there's no vulnerability in leadership, what's put across is, you know, kind of an, I've arrived yes, and I'm, yeah. you know, I'm listening to the rise and fall of Mars Hill right now. And when you see what was going on there and you hear the arrogance and in leadership where, you know, if you never admit a weakness, how can anyone relate to you? How is that healthy for a church? Right. Mm -hmm. Because we're walking through the doors. We could have had a fight with our husband the night before, or that morning. There could be, you know, an issue with one of your kids, a disappointment in your own sin. We walk in the doors pretty beat up a lot of times, right? So what? how helpful is it if everyone's pretending like everything's five-star? I knew someone. I'd say, how are you doing? Everything's five star in my life. You know, and she told me, my kids, my family is absolutely perfect. Wow. And I was like, I will never be your friend. I mean, that's the first thing that, yeah. you know, because. I couldn't. I, how, how can I be your friend if everything is perfect in your life and nothing is perfect in mine? That's, <laughs> that's not, that's, yeah. Yeah, and they're that's, lying. So yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, then there's that. that. Come my mind, I was like, that's not true. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So. You can be prideful and being too vulnerable and prideful and not being enough. We always have to check our heart in everything, right? But we have to open up. I love that that verse in Corinthians is we have spoken freely to you. Our hearts are open. That's what we want is that open heart that's willing. There is um, a secular psychiatrist whose name is Yalom, and we would disagree with probably about 80% of what he said. <laughs> But he had his framework, which made him a very effective counselor, was he didn't view himself as an authority, but a fellow traveler. And I mm -hmm. like that, that, right? Imagery. That imagery. Good. Couldn't think of the word. <laughs> um, it's common. <laughs> the imagery of we're not an authority. We're, we're walking this world with you as Christians trying to be obedient and you know what? You're struggling and I'm struggling. Not that it's okay that we sin. That's not what we're talking about. But that whole fellow traveler, I think that's a good way to relate to our kids as well, especially as they get older. Yeah. Right? That I have, um, my friend Beth always says, at the end of the day, we're just two blind beggars trying to get the other one to find a piece of bread. <laughs> you know, um, there's the idea that we know on our own we are bankrupt. And that's endearing, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Not some kind of false humility, but right. 
someone who really realizes that they are needy too. So part of what James is talking about is confessing your sins. And there's a healing in there. Why? How can confessing, now we don't do it like Roman Catholics, right? Although, I think that can be helpful. You know, we wouldn't take it maybe to that degree. What do you guys think about that? Absolutely. Sin eats away at you. Like unforgiveness. Um, It's just... You're trying to pray. You're trying to do all of the Christian things you know you're supposed to do, but it's still there. It's, mm-hmm. It festers, and it, it uh, and you can push it down for mm-hmm. however long, but it won't go away until it's addressed. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you bring it out into the light, first of all, it's not as scary as it was. True, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's it's healing. It's mm-hmm. the beginning of healing, even if the other person isn't as receptive as you want them to be mm-hmm. um, well and friends are the people that we're supposed to be confessing to our friends are supposed to be a means of our sanctification mm. so if god sends us godly faithful friends and we are confessing to them a godly and faithful response would be to help that person through their sin or or help them to remind them of their forgiveness in Christ and, you know, all these things. Uh, so that's, friends are supposed to be Christ's way of helping us through those things, helping mm-hmm. us find the forgiveness, help reminding us, preaching to ourselves, you know, preaching to each other. We, we're supposed to weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who yeah. rejoice. And that is Christ's way of comforting mm-hmm. us here on earth, you know, so. And how can that happen if we're not vulnerable, right? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, if we keep everything inside, we are not meant to be solo, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Right here on my desk, I have a whole list of pictures that show the difference between Eastern thought and Western thought. And one of, most of them show how Western thought, which we're all absorbed in, right? Right. Individualism is exalted. Mm. So... To share your weaknesses with someone else will maybe shrink you in their purview. Mm-hmm. So be it. Mm-hmm. Right? So be it. Listen to this verse. Because this idea, when we're confessing and being vulnerable, we're admitting weakness. Right? Right. That is not popular in worldly dogma. Right? That's considered foolish unless... There's, there are areas where it's it's exalted, but then it gets off at a weird track. But we're trying to think biblically here, right? Weakness is very different in the Bible than what the world says. 2 Corinthians 4, 7, we have this treasure in jars of clay. To show the surpassing power belongs to God and not us. So we're jars of clay, right? You think of a jar of clay, you push it off your desk, it's going to shatter, right? So here, God has given a treasure himself, right? Mm-hmm. Dwells in us. So we're fragile. We have weakness. So anything good that comes out of us, it's God in us. So this is a, a thought of weakness that's very different than the world. Um, 2 Corinthians twelve nine. but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will rather boast of my weaknesses at the power of Christ may dwell in me. Mm-hmm. See, we don't do it like, you know, yeah. 
we're not vulnerable and admit our weaknesses just for like a pity party. We do it so that when we change and we obey, God gets the glory. Right. Right. It's a totally different motivation. Yeah, different different perspective. Mm-hmm. The world it's not says about you at all. What's that? It's not about you at all. No. No. Exactly. Beth, yes. I love that you said that, Courtney. Uh-huh. That's perfect. Yeah, because as we're vulnerable, it's about helping the other person. You know, they're like pilgrim on their way to the celestial city. Mm-hmm. And we're going to run into all kinds of snags. But if there's a companion, it, you know, the Bible says, or two or three are gathered in my main name, or it's better to have a court, uh, what is that? A court of three, three strands is yeah. stronger. You know, so we're never alone because we have Christ, but that God gives us people with flesh on. Right. That exactly. we can hug and cry with. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. And that he demonstrated that on earth when he was here as well. Mm-hmm. His relationships ran very deep, mm-hmm. you know, and he was vulnerable. And there were times when he had to separate himself to kind of juice up. And I, I, I don't know. It's just, you want to do it right. See what he did. Mm-hmm. Helen, that's really important. Let's talk about that more. The idea of Christ's vulnerability. Where do we see that? disciples is the, the first relationships that he hand chose how many times we just kind of go to a function and go oh that person looks fun you know and you sidle up next to them but christ was very deliberate he mm-hmm. and of course and we can't do it like he did obviously mm-hmm. but um it was with a purpose and not just for what he was going to do and how he's going to use them but how they were going to minister to him as well mm. Mm. that's interesting we see it at Gethsemane, right? Yeah. Or he tells them, you know, pray for me. Right. I don't know the exact wordings, but he was feeling a weakness of some sort. Now, no sin, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think it's easier to focus on the deity of Christ than his humanism, mm-hmm. humanness. It is for me. You know, it's hard. It, you think, oh, well, he was God. So, of course, that's taking away the that's struggles. Funny. Because I always think the opposite. Really? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. It's hard for me to think of him as human. And here in Gethsemane, you could say that there was anxiety. Now, anxiety is something that can come from the fall. It's not always sin, though, right? Right. Um, He was God, and he was struggling with what, and he wanted to get with what was in front of him, right? But here's the great part. He was crying out to his father in the midst of it, even though the, his disciples were unfaithful. And so in that, in that realm, you know, they weren't very good friends to him, right? They were, they were asleep when he asked them to stay and pray. Right. So he, and then Jesus like, one hour and you could not. <laughs> and we feel convicted because yeah. we would be the first one snoring, <laughs> you know, in that kind of fatigue. How else was Christ vulnerable? We talked about friendship in the last episode. Jesus had close friends, the disciples, but he also had Lazarus and Mary and Martha. It, yeah. From what we can tell, he, they showed him hospitality. He loved them. Yeah. You know, when you love someone and you're committed in a relationship, you are vulnerable. Well, and how he responded when Lazarus died. Yes. You know, I mean, just weeping, that, even though he yeah. knew he was going to raise him again. Yeah. But so the sadness I, of separation. I appreciate his vulnerability 
while walking here on this planet. Um, so that we could see these things are normal. These, these are parts of humanity. The mm-hmm. things you're going to experience as a human. And, and he did. You know, he could have just been this godlike thing walking around. Everything's always perfect. La, la, la. Then we would always go, that's not attainable for me. Because I'm not that way. But instead, you know, I think that's probably why I always think of him in the human way. Because yeah. I'm not going, yeah, you know, he did that. And he responded that way. And how can I follow that? How can I repeat that in every aspect, right? Just not the physical, but then the, on the spiritual side and the mindset of, it's okay. It's okay to cry when people you love are hurting or when they're gone. Or crying out to God, the Father, you know, take this from mm-hmm. me. Yeah. I, I still want to do the right thing, but take it from me if, it, if that's another way we can go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as humans, we suffer a lot of physical ailments, of which I can raise my hand to this year. <laughs> yeah, you've had enough. Huh? It's been <laughs> a big year of the, that kind of challenge, which is funny because my whole life has been a, a challenge, but this one year, man, this has been a doozy. <laughs> and... It's okay. It's like, Lord, even just walking in here today, it's like, Lord, I walked in here. Just take this away. That'd be great. But if this is what you want, then show me how I can walk through this. In the pain, right? In the pain, Mm -hmm. through the pain, and be a better example. Mm -hmm. You know? What about this angle as far as the Lord's vulnerability? He spent a lot of time teaching and preaching right he said that's what i've been called to do Mm -hmm. to gather the lost sheep of israel Mm -hmm. so just realizing that you know here god's chosen people that was what was on jesus's heart of course he loved the nations and that's been part of god's plan from the beginning Mm -hmm. right since genesis Mm -hmm. always been the nations but jesus's ministry is mostly focused and he says i've come to draw the lost sheep of israel and he would teach about himself and the coming of the kingdom inaugurated in him. There was a vulnerability maybe even in that because they spurned him yeah. many times, called him a liar, you know. They stoned him. They wanted to pick up stones because he said he was God. So when you reveal to people who you are, maybe I'm getting on skinny branches here, but um, it came back in greater pain to him. Yeah. yeah. So, as in everything, he is our perfect example. Amen to that. Yeah. We've got to be looking for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if we're too self, you know, Christ was never about self-protection, right? Yeah. And so much of we are, what we're about is preserving ourselves, our image, our reputation. And it's important to have a good reputation as far as it depends on you. But at some point, you have to just yeah. leave it alone. And if people hated Christ for revealing truth. Sometimes they're going to hate us for revealing truth too, but that's a vulnerability Mm -hmm. that is always worth taking. Well, not that much dirty laundry there, but I loved the reminders in this episode. I liked how Courtney said, it's not about us at all. When it comes to encouraging our fellow travelers on their own journey, it's about seeking how to be vulnerable for the gospel And this will go great with the episodes they have coming up on community. If you liked this Titus 2 podcast by the women of King of Kings Church, 
subscribe, and see our show notes for information on our upcoming women's conference.